Welcome to the No BS Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan. I'm married with three kids and found myself stressed, overwhelmed, and lost in motherhood before I gave up the idea of perfection and remembered that my needs are important too. If you're looking for a mom friend who drops F-bombs, loves road trips, and will always hype you up, then I'm your girl. I want to cut through the bullshit and have real conversations about all things mom life. I definitely don't have all the answers, but I am here for you, girl, and I'm bringing in some experts and other moms to help us out, too. We know there's no one-size-fits-all solution, so make sure you take what serves you and leave what doesn't. So go ahead and grab that coffee, that glass of wine, or whatever floats your boat, and go hide from those kids while we dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the No BS Mama podcast. My name is Megan, and as always, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Um, this past Tuesday's episode, or excuse me, Monday's episode was uh, very heavily focused on children's mental health and mental health has actually been, um, the topic of a lot of my conversations this week and the week prior. And so I wanted to share with you, um, five of my most sneaky ways that I know that my mental health needs some attention. Um, so I know I've shared previously some of my, my bigger things that I notice when I'm like really in it. Um, but there are some things and these five specific things that I, that I did a little brainstorm on, um, that signal to me that I need to make some changes and probably start taking better care of myself um, and uh, maybe have some more discipline or whatever it is to get me out of a funk before it becomes a problem. Um, You know, we're all human. We all are going to experience some kind of funk here and there, um, periods where we need more rest than others, etc. But... I also notice some of these as like warning signs before things do get worse. And so I wanted to share them with you in hopes that they might help you and maybe you can see yourself in some of these examples. Um, So number one is irritability. And again, we're all human. We all get irritable from time to time, right? Um, So it's not to say that you know, every time I am irritable, that's like a red flag. Um, I want you to think of these things as like when I start to notice trends or culmination of a few of these things happening within a specific period of time, that's when I know. Um, so a lot of this has, you know, you need a lot of self-awareness. Um, you need to know yourself and you need to understand again, what season of life you're in and those types of things and take all of this into consideration. But I notice that when I am, more irritable than normal or more easily irritated than normal, um, that is a sign to me that something is off, right? Um, I, I don't like to be an irritable person. That makes me, um, it just, it makes me feel gross. It makes, you know, the people around me not feel so great. Um, and so I'm going to put in this as well as irritability. I'm going to, I'm going to couple in there in that same category is complaining. Um, when I am, you know, headed down a bad path, I complain about everything, everything, everyone. Um, 
And so those, those two kind of go hand in hand, that irritability and that, um, complaining kind of mindset. Uh, I just gave a small example, um, to someone that lives close to me. We both have the same kind of walking path. And recently that path became under construction. And the reason why is because they're, they're building new baseball fields and, um, a new library and a YMCA and all these things. Um, but in the meantime, my loop that I like to walk is under construction and no longer a loop and has thrown me off of my routine. So my immediate response to that was, what the hell? Like this park is a big part of the reason why we bought this house. Like they're taking it away from me. This sucks. Um, and I immediately had to stop myself and be like, okay, you're making this kind of a bigger deal than it is. Yeah, it's inconvenient. Yeah, it sucks for now. Um, but eventually it's gonna be like, this really great place for families to spend a lot of time. And you're right, that is why you bought this house. So relax, you're gonna get there. It's inconvenient, but it's not the end of the world, right? Um, But there was a time where that would have really bothered me for like days and I would complain about the project until it was over. And then probably even after it was over, I'd be like, do you remember when, you know? (laughs) um, That irritability and that, that, constant complaining. I'm going to put those two hand in hand. Um, the next one is fatigue. Um, and again, we all get tired. We all have nights where we don't sleep great. We all have, um, you know, days where we overextend ourselves and overexert ourselves and and we're tired. Right. And, um, but what I'm talking about is like that chronic fatigue, that fatigue where there's like really no explanation for it. Um, there haven't been any, you know, disruptions in your sleep patterns. Your daily routines are, you know, pretty similar and you're just feeling like tired and drained and like depleted. And again, we all have those days, right? Um, but when you start to notice a pattern or when I start to notice a pattern, that's when I'm like, "Mm, red flag, like let's dissect this. Let's take a, a little bit of a look. Um, And so that leads me into my next one, which is too much rest. So number three, too much rest. And what I mean by that is, um, again, I just gave this example on an interview that's coming out soon, Um, but everyone needs a day where they just like veg out, we don't do anything, we order takeout, we just lay around and watch TV and just kind of like are a sloth for the day. Um, I truly believe that everyone needs a day like that every once in a while. But when you spend your whole weekend like that, and when I say you, I'm talking to myself, when I spend my whole weekend like that, or when there are you know several days in a row or um, just more often than not, like that's that's going beyond, that's no longer self-care, that's now self-sabotage, right? Um, And so that behavior needs to be corrected in some sort of way. And knowing the difference between when you truly do need that rest and when you do just need to give yourself a swift kick in the ass to get up and do something um, is hard, right? I don't always get it right. Um, and that's why sometimes I do end up, you know, spending too much time at rest or, um, forcing myself to, to do something that overexerts my energy or overextends myself because, um, 
I, I don't exactly know where that line is yet. I'm getting better at, def- at defining it and knowing it, um, but I'm still not quite there yet. And so again, that, that feeling of like too much rest um, is a sort of a red flag for me. Um, next, number four is I don't cook as often. And that might sound silly. And again, we're human, we have, we're busy. So of course we eat takeout here and there. Um, and sometimes it's more than, than, you know, than I do cook at home. Um, but I notice that when I'm feeling my best, I am excited about what we're having for dinner and I'm excited about, you know, cooking it and, and eating as a family and, you know, eating the food that tastes good that I prepared feels good, right? Um, and that doesn't have to be like anything fancy. It can literally be something that, you know, came in a box already prepared and I just kind of like threw some other things on top of it and called it a meal, right? I'm not talking about like cooking from scratch or spending hours in the kitchen. I'm just talking about spending the time to prepare food for my family with love and care. Um, (laughs) and I say that because I truly believe that food tastes better when it's prepared with love. And that's, um, I don't know where that stems from, but like when I go out to eat at a restaurant and I'm presented a plate, like I'll say to my family, like, Oh, this was not prepared with love. And not all the time, but like sometimes you can just tell that like the kitchen was busy and they just kind of threw it together and sent it out. Um, And that's just how it is. But I say all that to say that I'm noticing that I'm not enjoying eating out as much anymore because I can just tell that it wasn't prepared with me in mind. And I know that sounds crazy. Um, And that's not to say that we don't eat out anymore or that... I think that people shouldn't eat out, like none of that. It's just that I know that when I'm performing at my best or when I feel my best, we have groceries and I'm cooking dinner. So it's just something that I've been paying attention to and trying to make sure that I'm doing more often than not doing. Even though cooking dinner is like the bane of my existence in some ways because you know it's the first thing that people ask when they get home from school, what are we having for dinner? And then it's like an immediate disappointment for someone because we can't keep five people happy all the time, right? So I hate the question. I hate the like responsibility of having to cook dinner every single night and like knowing what is for dinner every single night. Um, but the actual act of, you know, putting it together and serving it and eating, eating it with my family, um, I do really enjoy. So I don't even know if that makes sense to you. I, I kind of confused myself in that little circle that I talked in, but I hope that the message kind of got across. And then the last thing that is kind of sneaky is not getting back to my friends and family when they reach out, um, whether that is, you know, not answering their phone call and then not calling them back or um, completely ignoring an invitation to go out and do something. Um, I am someone you can ask anyone I know who's close to me. Um, my phone is always on do not disturb, meaning I don't even get a notification that someone has called or text. Um, so if you really do need to get a hold of me and it's in like an emergency, call my husband, you'll be much better off. Um, but the difference is that when I'm feeling good, 
um, I'll, I'll call people back. I'll text them back. I'll see that my phone is on do not disturb and I'll, I'll make the effort to go in and turn that off so that I'm getting those notifications. Whereas when I'm in that space of not feeling so great, I will see that my phone is on do not disturb and I'll just leave it there because I don't want to deal with anyone or talk to anyone. I will see that someone called, but they didn't leave a message and they didn't text me. So I won't call them back and find out what they needed. I will see that someone sent me a text message, but I'll think, eh, if they really need me, they'll, they'll call or they'll text again, or they'll call Drew or whatever. Um, and so again, it's sneaky because, um, my friends and family don't know the difference between when I'm in a funk and not getting back to them because I'm in a funk. And when I'm in a season of like, I saw that I meant to get back to you, life got in the way and I didn't, I'm sorry. Um, and so it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm noticing and picking up on these things. So that's, those are my five sneaky things for the day. Um, I don't know if any of you can connect with any of them. I know that, um, it's different for everyone. Everyone experiences anxiety, depression, whatever you, whatever you experience, we all experience it a little differently. But I do find the more of these conversations that I have with people, there are a lot of similarities. Um, so maybe you can take this as inspiration to kind of look at your own life um, and see if you can identify some red flags that may not be red flags for other people or may not be immediately noticeable red flags, um, but something that that you know isn't quite you and that you can start being more aware of and keeping track of them maybe somehow um, so that we can be more proactive about getting ahead of these things so that we're not um, falling deeper and deeper into this space. Um, that's really where I'm coming from a lot in a lot of my conversations right now is being self-aware, noticing the signs and getting ahead of them. So I hope that this was helpful for you. These are my five sneaky ways that um, signal to me that my mental health needs attention. Um, I hope that it was helpful to you. And if it was, I really hope that um, you take the time, you journal it out, you self-reflect and um, maybe share this with a girlfriend or another mom that you know that might need these reminders as well. Um, with that, I'm going to let you go until next time. Hey, babe. Mom. 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 <laughs> Shit, you guys. I got to go. I really hope you loved today's episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to me if you would share it with a mom like us so she doesn't feel so alone either. And if you're not already in our free Facebook community, girl, what are you waiting for? I promise it just takes two seconds. You don't even have to search for it. Just go ahead and click the link right here in the show notes. Until next time, try to remember to do something that's just for you this week.